everyone, and welcome to BCL Coast to Coast, the official podcast of the Basketball Champions League. We are back for the fourth season of the competition, the second season of the podcast. My name is Austin Green. Joining me on the other end of the line to break down the BCL groups A and B for our season preview is David Hein over in Germany. Dave, are you ready for some basketball? The wait is almost over. The wait for our podcast is 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 now over for sure, but a uh, couple more weeks and then we get some uh, BCL regular season games had some had some pretty uh, pretty great action in the qualifying rounds and now we can't wait to talk about what's going on uh, for the, so a lot of these teams um, are new for 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 uh, viewers uh, of the uh, BCL so can't wait to uh, break them down. Yeah, should be another great season of BCL action. The qualifying rounds are over, as Dave just mentioned. The regular season tips off October 15th. It will conclude February 5th. It features 32 teams from 15 different countries around Europe, all of them eventually fighting for a spot at the Final Four in May. The host city for the Final Four will be determined after the quarterfinals. It should be another great season of action. Dave and I are going to preview groups A and B on this episode of the podcast. Next week, we'll get into C and D, uh, but there's, there's a lot to get into, so we decided to split it into two different episodes, so make sure you check out episode two when that drops next week. Joining us on this week's show is Keith Hornsby, guard for Tarun, one of the newcomers to the league, the runners-up from Poland. They advanced through the qualifying rounds in thrilling fashion. Hornsby hit a buzzer-beating three to send his team into the regular season, a huge accomplishment for the Polish club. We'll get into that and much more with him a little bit later in the show. But first, Dave, let's dive in with Group A. Green, back outside to Seren. Two seconds left on the clock. Got to try and throw it up. Seren does. Oh, and makes another one. What a performance it has been from Quentin Seren. First team on the list for Group A, Manresa, a new team to the competition. They're from Spain, but this is a team that I think can do a lot of damage in the competition this year. They've got one of the best coaches in all of Europe in Pedro Martinez. They've also gotten off to a strong start in the ACB. Some of the names that jump out to me, Ryan Toulson, who is a great shooter. He's been around Europe for a long time. Ulis Baez, veteran power forward uh, who spent a lot of time with Gran Canaria. He's also on this roster. Dave, what are you expecting uh, from Manresa this season? Uh, I mean, I wish we, we could watch uh, from the very beginning uh, Frankie Ferrari. Uh, maybe the uh, the name of the BCL uh, had a great start to the season and then uh, um, got injured. Uh, I actually uh, think uh, Jordan Davis, um, who will be prof- you know making his professional um, debut, uh, I'm actually expecting some pretty big things out of him. He's actually played internationally was with Azerbaijan at the under twenty uh, division B uh, in 2017. Uh, you mentioned uh, Toulson. Uh, Baez, you know he knows uh, Martinez pretty well. Played played for him. Uh, over at Grand Canaria, yeah. Um, there's also you know Yankuma Sima, who's going to be a nice rim protector for this team, and uh, and then you also have a good shooter uh, with um, Davidas Dulkis, the Lithuanian, and uh, another guy I'm really looking forward to seeing is uh, 
uh, Juan Pablo Valle, the Argentinian, uh, second round NBA pick way back in 2015 by Charlotte, and uh, he's going to be making his European debut. So, you know, this is a team that uh, really, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys I'm, I'm looking forward to watching. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really interesting team. You mentioned, unfortunately, Frankie Ferrari is going to be out for a little bit. Easily the best name in the competition. I, I think we can we can shut down that conversation now. Uh, he also got out to an amazing start in the ACB in his debut game. 25 points, 10 assists, 7 of 11 shooting from the three-point line. But unfortunately, he fractured a bone in his wrist that required surgery. Uh, no word yet on exactly how long he'll be out. But hopefully Manresa can get him back after the first few games of the season uh, because he's, you know, he's clearly a big-time player and uh, was, you know, figured to be a big part of that roster. So if they can get him back in the mix, I think this Manresa team can be very dangerous this season. Let's move on. Another team in Southern Europe, Sassari from Italy. They've got some firepower on the roster. Curtis Gerald is a big-time scorer who's been around Europe. Uh, he's he's gotten buckets at the highest levels. Keep an eye on him. Croatian center Miro Bilan. Shout out to Igor Jerkovic. Uh, I'm sure he'll be getting plenty of mentions on the podcast this season. Also, Jamel McLean, who's been on some great teams in Europe throughout his career. And Dwayne Evans is a guy uh, to watch for Sassari. He had 20 points and 9 rebounds in the domestic league against Passaro uh, to start off his 2019-2020 season in a big way. Uh, Dave, the Italian team, I think I think this is probably one of the teams that's going to advance from this group. Are, are you thinking the same thing? I am. Uh, uh, spoiling the uh, <laughs> our, our picks, our bold predictions. But uh, yeah, this is actually the team that won the FIBA Europe Cup uh, last season. Uh, you know, you mentioned Evans. Evans was actually on the the BCL Final Four team with Ludwigsburg. Um, Sassari native, uh, Marco Spisso, uh, shot 46% from three-point range uh, in the uh, in the FIBA Europe Cup last year. Uh, so he'll be um, he'll be a marksman to, to watch out for. Michelle uh, uh, Vitali, obviously uh, a well-known name. He was on a great, uh, on that great Andorra team last year in the... Um, uh, in the Europe, in the Euro Cup, uh, so yeah, this is a team I think can can really do uh, quite a few things, and 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 also uh, Deshaun Pierre, uh, you know, his third season with with the club, Canadian national team guy. Um, this is a this is this is going to be a fun team to watch for sure. Yeah, and obviously, you know, everybody on the the BCL side of things, we try to be neutral observers, but I don't think anybody uh, from BCL media world is going to complain about some trips to Italy. So uh, I th I think you know we're not going to be too sad if this team does well in the competition. But yeah, watch out for Sassari. I think you know they they could potentially end up winning this group, but uh, they they have a strong team. I think they'll definitely advance. We'll get to that later. Next up, the Belgian champions Ostend. Last season, they finished in sixth place in Group D. They were seven and seven, but missed out on the playoff spot because they were they were in a very tough group during the regular season. Dave, uh, this is a team I don't I don't really know what to expect from Ostend this season. Uh, who who do you like on their roster? Well, I mean, I think they're going to kind of live and die uh, by two things. First of all, Dusan um, uh, Djordjevic, the thirty six year old thirty six year old Serbian point guard who's been there. Uh, since 2011, uh, came over uh, with uh, Coach Jerja and has won all eight league titles with him. 
Uh, I really think they're going to probably really rely on him a lot. Uh, you know, this is a team that has some amazing young talent. You know, Amarcilla uh, comes over from Real Madrid. Uh, will be making his professional debut. Senegal, uh, young Senegal uh, player with loads of potential. Um, I saw that the 17-year-old Dutch uh, 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 guard uh, Kai van der Voorst, uh, was actually given some pretty solid minutes uh, early on already in the season. You know, he he's played for the for the senior national team in the uh, in the World Cup European qualifiers. Also helped the Netherlands to uh, be promoted from Division A uh, from Division B. Um, and you know, they also have uh, Mikael McIntosh, who uh, actually played with Paris Lee in in co- in college. So uh, another guy to watch. Uh, also, you know, uh, seven foot Jamaican, uh, Jamaican, uh, center in, uh, Siobhan Thompson. So it's a team that I think is going to be, uh, living and dying with some of their young talent, uh, with the highs and lows that come with, uh, with youngsters. Yeah. One of the most decorated clubs in Belgian basketball. Uh, they are constantly winning that league and I wouldn't be surprised if they take home the domestic league title again. We'll see how they do in the champions league. Maybe this year they can, uh, finish above 500 in the regular season advance to the playoffs, but we'll see how that goes. Next up, the Lithuanian club Lid Kabelis. They came up through the qualifying rounds. Uh, they were in last season's competition. They finished five and nine in the regular season. In the qualifying rounds, they were led by Ken Brown, who had 32 points on an incredible 8 of 11 shooting from the three-point line. He also added four assists. Dave, outside of Brown, uh, what are you expecting from this Leet Cabela's team? Who are some of the key contributors there? There's a professional rookie from DePaul, uh, Jamaican, U.S. Jamaican, and Femme uh, Ulajobi. Um, also, I think that uh, Magiris Normantas from... Um, 22 year old. Uh, he spent the last three years with Ritos Vilnos, uh, and he seems like a guy that can maybe you know um, be ready to take the next step up. Also, Martinez uh, Martinez uh, uh, Sayos is a six ten center, um, strong rebounder, and also uh, does a good job hitting free throws, which is always important. That'll show that he's going to be you know getting time, um, getting time, uh, you know down uh in crunch time ken brown you mentioned ken brown um i wrote down moved around a lot 14 teams in the last six seasons he's played for 14 teams in the last six seasons um they did go through the qualifying round and then the second qualifying round they were losing by 21 points to karavnov to karavnos from from cyprus in the first leg they're losing by 21 points and then had a 31-3 to fourth quarter to take the first leg and ended up losing the second leg at home, uh, but really used that third co- that fourth quarter, 31-3, to one more time, um, to, to get to the... Um, to get to the regular season. And, and that Karavnov's uh, team was actually a team that I was kind of looking forward to maybe even uh, making it to the regular season. Uh, so that that's that's what I have from uh, Lee Cabela. Yeah, I was also excited about the Cypress team. They've got Ahmad Rory, who went to my alma mater, University of Montana, uh, unfortunately. The Grizzlies. Ice, ice cold in that fourth quarter, like you said. You, you sent me the shot chart 
no, nobody ever wants to see that many X's in one spot. That's, that's always bad news. So, uh, rough for them, but shout out to the Lithuanian club, making it back to the champions league. It's good to have them back next up. Polski Torun, the Polish runner-ups, they lost to Anvil in the Polish championship last season, but they fought through the qualifying rounds. We'll talk a lot more about them with Keith Hornsby coming up uh, in the interview, but Hornsby led the way for them uh, in their second leg of the qualifying rounds with 22 points on 9 of 14 shooting from the floor, 7 rebounds, hit the buzzer-beating 3. As I said, uh, they've also got Kyle Weaver, who BCL fans will probably remember from Neptunus last season. Kind of a tough-minded wing, scrappy guy. Talks a lot of trash. He's a lot of fun. I'm glad to see him back in the Champions League. Uh, Dave, what else uh, are you looking for from this Polish side? We we talk about the Polish national team guys that they that they've uh, that they have on the team. Damian Kulik, uh, Aaron Sell, uh, you know, huge, uh, hugely important for this group. There's also uh, Alada Amanu, who's the Nigerian brother of uh, Alfarek Amanu. You know, he's been been around a lot of different places. One of the things that you look at this team and you look at the ages of it. You know, Weaver's 33, Wright's 30, uh, 30. Kulik's 32, Chell's 32, Amino's 32, uh, Dodovsko is 32. Um, you know, so this is a, you know, this is a, a veteran team. Uh, and I, I, I think that they, I think that they can, they can do some damage in this, uh, in this competition. It's, it's, uh, I'm really happy that they were able to, to, to make it here. Yeah, I agree. Even Hornsby, who is a rookie in Europe, but he's a guy with a lot of experience, three years in the G League. We talk about that in the interview coming up, so stay tuned for that. Next up, Sig Strasbourg from France. I think, you know, they had a disappointing season overall last year in the Champions League. They finished eight and six in the regular season, but they missed the playoffs on a three-way tiebreaker. And it was a team that had a lot of talent. I remember at the beginning of last season talking about them as potential championship contenders. They didn't quite live up to those expectations. So they're looking for a turnaround season. They have added some big-time players. Jere Grant, uh, one of the best big men from last season. He was dominant at times for Neptunus. He comes over to help out Ali Traore in the post. They've got Travis Trice on the perimeter. He's a great scorer. Gabe York, uh, an- another good player on the perimeter. Thomas Scrub. They're returning Jeremy Nzueli from on the wing. He's a guy who had some big production, uh, some big games for them last season. So Dave, Strasburg were a little bit disappointing last year. Are you expecting them to have a better season uh, this time around? Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, uh, yeah, I think we both had them to to do more damage in in the regular season and and make the playoffs. Uh, you know, losing uh, Xavier Cooks to the to the ACL injury is 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 a is a loss. Uh, it would have been, you know, having him on this team would have been that much more fun to watch. And also have uh, Boris Dallo back in France for the first time since 2016. You know, that'll give him a different uh, comfort level. It'll be interesting to see what he's able to do. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, really, you know, loads of talent and, uh, you know, we all know what Kole was able to do. And I think Kole was kind of disappointed, uh, with the, uh, with the performance and, and you, and you look at the, and you look at the ages of these guys and they're not, uh, they're not like last year's team, you know, where we were like mid thirties, you know, guys like me that were like, Hey man, maybe yeah. we can even, <laughs> maybe we can even play in the BCL. One, one note that, you know, can't get much worse 
uh, is uh, is uh, Quentin Serrant, who who hit just thirteen percent of his three pointers last year in the BCL. So I don't imagine uh, that he will uh, that he will repeat that. So um, I expect big things from from Six Strasbourg this year. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a fine line between being a veteran club and being just way too old. And last an season, I, I think they were those, they were those, an old club. <laughs> yeah, those those old legs. Uh, I th- I think were kind of what prevented them from advancing. A little bit too slow getting up and down the floor, but they got some fresh blood in there this season. I think they're going to be really fun to watch. Next up, we've got Turk Telecom from Turkey. The one of the most interesting big man pairings in the BCL with seven foot two center Mustafa Fall and then Kyle Wilcher is kind of a stretch big next to him. It'll be interesting to see, you know, if they, uh, how, how much those two guys play together. I think they should be able to complement each other pretty well, but also not a lot of foot speed between those two. So that might be a problem on the defensive end, but I'm really interested to see how that dynamic plays out. Dave, what are you interested in with Turk Telecom? Yeah, I mean you have you have uh you know Nick Johnson who got to see a little bit uh, here when when he was at Bayern in the in the Euro Cup uh, a couple se- years ago. Uh RJ Hunter been bouncing around the NBA and the G League with Boston and Houston, so this will be his first taste of European um of your of European action. Uh you know, you also have uh TJ Campbell. Uh this is his first f- uh, third year uh with Turk Telecom fourth year. Uh, in Turkey, um, uh, Burak Gozaneli, uh, he was the, uh, he led the U19 Turkish league in points and steals last year. Uh, so he might be somebody who can, uh, can, uh, come off the bench, uh, as a spark for, uh, one of the young Turks. Uh, and then you also have, uh, Egaman Guven, uh, six, six, 11, 23 year old, this is actually a seventh season that he's been playing uh, that he'll play in international competition was with Kashiakis. He'll play at EuroLeague, uh, Euro Euro Cup, BCL, and uh, FIBA Europe Cup. You know, a move now to Turk Telecom, you know, new expectations, new environment. I think that could actually help him a lot as well. All right. And the last team in Group A from Israel, we have Unet Holon. They finished one game out of the playoffs last season at 7-7. Seven and seven. They had a lot of injuries that prevented them from getting to that point, but a solid regular season overall. They've had quite a bit of turnover. Uh, it's it's going to be an athletic team. Latavius Williams as a big guy. He's, he's one of the best uh, alley-oop finishers in all of Europe. He's going to be a lot of fun to watch. They've got the vet guy Panini there. Uh, Ohayon, another another veteran Israeli guy there. Uh, so this is this is going to be a pretty interesting team. Uh, Dave, what are your your first impressions from Halon? Yeah, there's that there's that Israeli core also with with TJ Klein. Um, you know, uh, you have Jalen Thompson and Malachi Richardson, who are both European rookies, and uh, and you also have uh Marcus Foster also coming over for the first time, and so. You know, it's it's a pretty inexperienced team from the uh, from the from the non-domestic guys uh, standpoint on this team. You know, you do have Ryan Thompson, who's played uh, you know in Germany with Ulm and, and Bonn internationally, uh, but just not loads of uh, international experience from guys that they're going to probably really really count on. All right, so that's going to do it for our quick team-by-team breakdowns for Group A. Bold prediction time. Let's go with the four teams that will advance to the playoffs. Dave, I'll start it off first. 
on this one. I'm going to go with Manresa, the Spanish side. I like the veteran experience there. I love Pedro Martinez as a head coach. I think he's going to be able to pull some strings, get this team playing well. So I'm going with Manresa. Strasbourg, we mentioned a ton of talent there. I think they are a Final Four contender this season. Uh, we, we said that last year and it didn't work out, but I think this mix of players, getting some younger, hungry guys in there, I think is going to be good for them. And then these last two spots, it's it's tough. Uh, I'm going to go with Sasari and I think Turk Telecom uh, as my fourth as my fourth side there. Uh, what do you think, Dave? Well, yeah, I have actually the top three as well. I have Strasbourg winning the group, uh, followed by Manresa and then Sasari. And I actually went with uh, Tyrone. Uh, I, I think the uh the the weaver um you know the experience of weaver and those guys uh with those strong polish with those strong polish uh players as well um i think they're going to uh, get it done uh over turk telecom turk telecom i have fifth followed by halone ostend i think ostend's going to have problems with their uh with their ki- with their kids who are you know ultra talented but uh just don't know you know the ups and downs uh, are going to be too much. And I have Lee Cabellas um, bringing up the rear. Uh, again, I mentioned it, you know, when we were talking about them, I, I, you know, you take away that th- fourth quarter and they're not even in this competition, in my opinion, in my opinion. Sorry, Lee Cabellas. Sorry, yeah. Lee Cabellas fans. All right. And you're not just picking Torun because we had Keith Horn. No, no, show, right? no, no, no. I, 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 I like, okay. I like that team. I like that they're experienced, that they have international, they have European experienced. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's why I'm going with Tyrone. Yeah. The Polish guys coming off a great performance at the FIBA world cup. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if they carry that form over to the champions league regular season. Next up for bold predictions, the star lineup, for the group, uh, Dave, why don't you go first on this one? Who do you got as your all-star five coming out of Group A? Yeah, I think uh, Neptunus fans are going to probably recognize some of these names. Ky- I have Kyle Weaver uh, and Jure Grant. Um, and then uh, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say uh, Jordan Davis uh, with uh, with uh, Manresa. You know, oh, yeah. I... I I, 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 you know, he was a, uh, a big time scorer. He was the, the, the big sky player of the year at the at university of North Colorado, North Colorado, uh, was the leading scorer at the under 20 division B in 2017. Uh, also had 10, more than 10 rebounds and, and, uh, 1.3 blocks, uh, as a six foot two guard. Um, all that for Azerbaijan. Uh, I went with, uh, Deshaun Pierre, uh, from Sasari. And uh, just because he's a, a a giant of a man, even though they're not going to make it to in my in my in my pick, they're not going to make it to the um, they're not going to make it to the uh, to the to the playoffs. But I have to go with um, uh, Mustafa Fall, uh, if nothing else, for the reason that he made ninety two percent of his field goal attempts in ten Euro Cup games last season. Wow, yeah, Fall is going to be dunking everything. He'll probably be blocking a lot of shots, grabbing a lot of rebounds as well. So I think that's a pretty good pick. Uh, I went similar so to you. So it's Grant, Grant Weaver, Davis, Pierre, and Fall. Who do you got? All right, similar to you, I put Kyle Weaver on there. I love his toughness, his scrappiness. Uh, I also think for this Torun team, he's going to be uh, you know one of their primary offensive options. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's out there scoring 14, 15, 16 points a game. So I got Kyle Weaver. 
Weaver. I also went with Jere Grant, the former Neptunus big man, now at Strasbourg. He's a double-double threat every single time he steps on the floor. Veteran guy, really knows how to play. So I I share those two guys uh, with your lineup. And then for the backcourt, I went with Travis Trice from Strasbourg. Mm-hmm. This guy uh, gets buckets wherever he goes. He's a big-time scorer. I think he, he could potentially end up leading the Champions League in scoring this season. Also, Curtis Gerald's from Sasari. He's another guy who's a threat to score 20, 25 points every game. And then I got Kyle Wilcher from Turk Telecom at the power forward spot. He's an elite, elite outside shooter. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, you see him knock down four threes a game is, is, you know, not out of the question. That's one per quarter. He's definitely a guy who has that ability. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle, Kyle Wilcher fills it up and uh, is one of the best players from Group A. So you have two guys from uh, from Strasbourg then? Yep. Yep, Trice right. and Grant. Yeah. I just tried to I just tried to give five different players uh, and kind of went with the fifth place team um, as a, as a uh, let's say a consolation gift prize. Well, that's very nice of you. All right, let's move on <laughs> to Group B leading it off. Ike, a team uh, from Greece that has had some great performances in the Champions League last season. They made it to the quarterfinals before losing to the MVP Tyrese Rice and Bomberg. This is a very different Ike roster, though. They've had a lot of turnover, but most of the guys they've brought in can really play. They've got Nikos Gikas running the point. He comes in from Prometheus. Legendary European scorer Keith Langford, uh, one of one of the best scorers in the history of the continent, uh, an American guy who can really fill it up. He's uh, in his mid 30s now so he's not you know he's he's past his prime but he can still get out there and and put up some points Kendrick Ray another big name uh who has had some huge scoring performances in the BCL most notably with the Czech team Nimburg a couple of years ago so those are the guys uh who really jump out to me from this Ike team Dave uh, what are you looking forward to watching from the Queen this season well, Queen has a new coach. You know, Elias um, Papateardo is coming over from from Pauk. Uh, was there the last two years, and and you know he'll have some higher expectations as well. So I, um, so you know, the change at the helm. You know, they still have Howard St. Rose, who you know might be one of the best defenders uh, in Europe. Um, Demetrius uh, Navaridis comes back to to Ike. Uh, you know, thirty four year old center. He won the the BCL with Ike in two thousand ten. Went to Colossus last season's come back. Um, you know, Slaughter, Marcus Slaughter. You know, you look at him. He had six years playing uh, uh, playing in the in the Euroleague, uh, and then went to Virtus and then Turkey. And so now he's he'll be probably be extra motivated. You know, playing for uh, uh, on the international level again. Uh, you know, another guy is is the the big uh, you know, Georgios uh, Samporis. You know, he's twenty three, seven one, seven one, twenty three year old. Um, you know, he hasn't really done very much, but uh, he did play for Papadero, who was the coach at uh, for him at the under eighteen, under nineteen, and under twenty, where they went to the semifinals twice and took the bronze in, in the other one. So. 
you know, if, if there is a guy that can maybe, you know, get something out of him, you know, maybe that, uh, maybe, uh, maybe this is, uh, this is the guy. And, oh, by the way, you know, we also have a 34 year old, uh, veteran, Jonas Machulis as well, you know, had a solid, uh, basketball world cup after getting injured, after getting injured late last year. So his team is, is still loaded. Yeah, absolutely. Some great points there. Moving on, the Polish champions, Anvil, they beat Torun in the Polish championship last season. In the regular season in the BCL, they finished a respectable 4-10 and in Group A. Uh, they still have head coach Igor Milicic, who's one of the best head coaches around. Unfortunately, they lost their point guard, Kamil Leczynski, uh, who was a... a, a one of the uh, best passers in the BCL. So it's going to be interesting to see how they replace him. They've brought in over some guys who can really score the ball, uh, Ricky Lido, Tony Roten, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the chemistry of this team is, uh, especially losing a guy like Lechinsky. Uh Dave, what are you expecting from Anvil? Yeah, you mentioned Lido. I think he's going to be probably one of the, the main guys for them. You know, Roten as well. Uh, you know, this is a... Uh, this is one of the the top guys, uh, you know, coming up the the youth ranks in the USA. Played for the USA national team at the under seventeen World Cup back in two thousand ten, uh, and this is the fir- this will be the second time he's in 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 Europe. You know, playing now for the first time at the international European club competition level. Uh, Michael Michael uh, Sokolowski, you know, he was one of the revelations at the at the World Cup uh, for Poland and. Uh, but it is a team that, yeah, like you mentioned, you know, they they're they're not going to have, uh, you know, they they this is a the different look of this team, and and it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what coach Milicic uh, uh, is going to be able to do. Yeah, Chase Simon, another guy uh, who is returning for the team, who played a big role last season. Uh, you know, he's he's a guy who obviously knows the club, knows the coach. So hopefully, uh, you know, he can kind of help the new guys adjust. But I think I think Anvil might be a situation where they have too many scores, not enough passers. But we'll see how that develops. Next up, Pau Ortez from France. Dave, my main question for you is, will they redeem France? Because uh, the French teams kind of struggled last season in the Champions League. I believe Nanterre was the only one to advance uh, to the postseason, despite you know having some big-name clubs in the competition. Well, we both have Strasbourg going to the regular uh, to the to the playoffs. I have them winning the group, and I think you have them top two or whatever in the group as well. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, this is a team that has that definitely has some interesting guys. You know, um, uh, Matt Mobley uh, made his uh, made his uh, de- uh, professional debut uh, last season at Charleroi. He was the third best scorer in the Belgian league. Um, you had uh, Tyrus McGee who. Um, who who won the Serie A in 2016-17 with with uh, Umana Ryer and then won the uh, FIBA Europe Cup last season with Sassari. Uh, also, uh, Ronald Moore, who has been one of the top assist guys in uh, in Italy over the last five years. So you know that that group of of uh, of players is really going to be uh, kind of carrying this team. All right, moving on, we've got Hapoel Jerusalem, uh, a team that lost out in the quarterfinals last year to Tenerife, the eventual runners-up of the competition. 
Jerusalem, they've had a few changes, but I think they are clearly Final Four contenders. Once again, this team is absolutely loaded. They have last year's best young player, Tamir Blatt. They're bringing back Jacobin Brown, James Felding, your guy, Tayshaun Thomas. Uh, Dave, I, th- I think this Jerusalem team looks primed for a Final Four run. Are you in agreement with that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, um, I, I, okay. I, there's, I, there's, there's some question marks that are still there, in my opinion. I mean, I, you know, it's definitely. Uh, I, I think the the guys that they brought in are going to have to, you know, step up. You know, you have a a, a seven foot two guy in Kupsas coming over from Lead Cabellas last year, played BCL. Um, you know, the Isaiah Cousins only only previous. Uh, European ex- experience was, uh, you know, just for a couple of games uh, back in uh, in 2018. Uh, you know, what is Suleiman uh, Brimo going to be able to do? 30-year-old guy played last year with Hapul a, a lot. Uh, of course, you know, Feldin, uh, Coven Brown. You know, heck, what is what is Daniel Rosenbaum? You know, it's a great story. In my, you know, this is a story I would love. You know, played for the Pomona Pitzer. Uh, Sage Hens in the NCAA Division Three last year, making his professional uh, debut. Um, so, yeah, I, I, do I? To be honest, I haven't I haven't delved into entirely divi- uh, uh, groups C and D. Um, I'd have no problem admitting that just yet on this podcast. Um, but to put them in the, to put them in the Final Four right now, I, I don't think I'm comfortable doing that. All right, fair enough. Uh, Dave doubting his man Tayshawn Thomas. I can't. I can't. Believe I can't. It. I can't doubt him, but uh, <laughs> I doubt some of some of the. I I just don't have the full pieces around him just yet. Yeah, fair enough. It's it's, it's early. All right, next up, the German club Rasta Vecta, which uh, I'm assuming I'm I'm butchering the pronunciation of that name. Dave, this is a club with a really interesting story. Uh, you're there in Germany. You've you've probably seen them quite a bit over the last year. Or so why don't you give us kind of the rundown of uh, of the German team? Yeah, this is a this is um, I I almost I almost wish they didn't come to this competition this year. I, I'm happy that they're here because I think it's it's. Uh, it's a good one. Uh, it's good for their story and everything like that. But I just, I wonder, you know, they, they were the Cinderella last year. Uh, they were promoted and, uh, and then went to the, you know, went to the semifinals and actually they beat Bomberg three games to one in the, uh, in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, they just lost so many, so many of their main guys. You know, obviously the biggest one was TJ Bray who went to, uh, to Bayern Munich just seen that every guy they brought in hit and um and uh and this was the first time that uh that Pedro Callas was a, was a was a was a head coach he was the assistant coach uh in the uh for the team when they went up and uh you know coming back up you know trying to establish yourself and then to come in and have and go play uh, you know, travel around Europe, uh, and, and Fechta is not an easy, uh, place to get in and out of transportation wise. And you're going to have to be going to all these different places. And, you know, you, I, I think they might struggle a little bit, uh, really every, and, and just like last year, and probably even more because their expectations are even higher. All the guys that they brought in are going to have to, to, to hit or even better. Uh, you know, like one of their main guys this year is going to probably be Steve Astoria, uh, and he was playing LEB Gold last season, 
uh, in uh, in Spain. You know, it was the third and third in scoring that that league. Uh, you know, Sergi Garcia, 22 year old point guard, um, you know, played with uh, Valencia and Manresa last year. Uh, but you know, he's going to be one of their absolute leaders and, and it's just, you know, it's, I, I don't know if, if, if it was, if it was, and, and then you have this Ishmael Wainwright who, who went to Baylor, um, and then, uh, actually tried to play, uh, American football for a year and then decided, okay, well, I'll come back and, and play basketball, uh, and, uh, and played, uh, last year in the second division in, in, uh, in Germany and Nürn- with Nuremberg. So, there's a lot of question marks, and and uh, so it's a great story, uh, especially last year. The absolute Cinderella, wonderful, you know, everything, uh, beating some some you know huge teams. I just don't know if 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 the people they brought in uh, are going to be able to do it. All right, moving on, another team from Spain, San Pablo Burgos. They set the qualification round attendance record with almost 9,000 fans there for the qualification rounds. And Dave, I love this roster. I love the South American connection. You've, you've got the Brazilians, Augusto Lima and Vitor Benite. You've got the Uruguayan point guard, Bruno Fittipaldo. You've got uh, Ferran Basas coming over from Tenerife. Thad McFadden, who, uh, you know, BCL fans might remember remember last season from Pauk, a guy who had some big scoring explosions. Uh, This is going to be a fun, athletic team. They're going to get up and down the floor. Earl Clark is a super athletic guy uh, in in the front court. JP Tokato, same thing. His nickname is Air Pierre, so you can imagine what kind of style he plays. I think this is going to be a really fun team to watch. And I'll even go as as far to say that, you know, if there's a team that can, uh, that can, replicate what Antwerp, what Antwerp did last season as a team coming through the qualification rounds to make it to the final four. I think it's got to be Borgos if we're looking at the teams uh, that, that have come up through the qualification rounds. I think this team is going to be very dangerous. Of course, they play in the ACB, which is probably the strongest domestic league in Europe, and that can kind of go two different ways. Where you know they're they're playing against great competition, so that helps them improve. But also, it is just a battle every single game. You don't get any nights off in that league, so there's a there's a potential fatigue factor as well. But I'm I'm really excited about this Borgos team. Uh, do you share that excitement, Dave? I love this team. Uh, there, you know, you mentioned all of those guys. Um, you, you know, heck, heck, even go to the top of it. Uh, head coach uh, Juan uh, Penaroya. Uh, you know, this is a guy that took Andorra from the LEB Silver Third Division uh, to the ACB uh, from 2010 to 2018. Um, you know, he 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 won under 20 bronze and under 20 gold in 2010 and 2011 with the Spanish national team. You mentioned Clark, you mentioned, uh, um, you mentioned, um, you know, all these guys, heck, you know, um, there's even Yasiel Rivero who I can't wait to watch. This is a Cuban 26 year old six, nine Cuban guy making his European debut. He was the leading scorer of the Argentinian league last year, uh, with, uh, Boca juniors and, and, uh, is averaging 25 and, and, and almost nine in the, uh, 2021 America, Mara cup, pre-qualifiers um and 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 one of and, and this is just kind of my last note on this team so you have all of that um and then you also have a very um you know a very close connection to the team to the to the to the um to the to the to the city 
uh, Goran Huskic, uh, Hukic, uh, Serbian. He's been with Burgos since since the 16-17 season when they played in the LEB Gold. Uh, you have Alex Barrero, who's been with the team since 16-17. And you also have Javier Be- uh, uh, Vega, who's been there since 2015-16. So you have these this this you know, this group of, of role, role players who have been with the club, you know, since they were in the second division in Spain and now they're playing in the BCL uh, and you put that together, all these, and, and that, that Lima Benita combination, you know, these guys have been playing together, you know, everywhere together, um, you know, good and bad, you know, their time at Sedevita, you know, just really was, 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 uh, was a nightmare uh, when they're, when, uh, when, when the coach, uh, name is was uh, is not coming to me right now, but you know they 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 went to Burgos together, you know, and they were in Murcia together to play for the uh, uh, in the in the final four uh, in the BCL final four t- uh, two years ago, um, and then they also uh, were in the ch- when the uh, Brazil national team. So yeah, this is a team that yeah. I love, and I I I think that this is a. Um, uh, it's a team I want to see how they play together first, of course. But uh, I think it's a team that can be really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I think this Borgos team can make a lot of noise this season. Moving on over to Turkey, Bandirma, uh, the artists formerly known as Banvit. They've got a they've got a new name there, but Bandirma back in the Champions League once again. They've made some interesting moves. They added shooter Tyler Kalinowski coming over from Antwerp. He had a great season in the Champions League last year. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if, if he fills it up for them. They also retained DJ Shelton. Uh, Dave, what are you, who else uh, on, on this Bandirma roster are you looking for? You have your youngsters, which obviously, you know, that's one of my specialties, you know, Samos Hazer and, and, and also uh, Ragi Patar, you know, both of those 20-year-olds, I you know, you think that they're going to probably step up. Um, Alperin Sengun, you know, 2002 guy, 17-year-old, he was leading rebounder last year in the under-19 league. Maybe he can come in. Uh, but you also have, like, your guys who grew up in the club, you know, uh, Ridvan Onchel, Erkan Senel, um, and then... You know, heck, you know, Jamie Smith, you know, he was the second leading scorer in the BCL in 2016-17. He won the, he won the, the FIBA, Europe, FIBA Europe Cup title last year with Sasari. You know, you mentioned uh, uh, um, Kalinowski. You know, he, he shot 43% on his threes last year. And, um, and, uh, and, and then a guy I can't wait to see, 6'9", uh, 6'9", um, center, uh uh, European debut, uh, Emmanuel Terry played at the NCAA, NCAA Division Two at Lincoln Memorial University. Uh, went to the Final Four in 2017. Played at the G League last year. Um, so, yeah, this is a team that uh, I love the uh, um, the 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 team for the artist formerly known as Bandit. Um, should be fun. Should be fun. Uh, you know, again, similar to uh, to Osten. You know, it's a team that's going to probably. Uh, you know, have to, you know, live and die a little bit with their, with their youngsters, not as much as Benvit did last year at the beginning of the year, at least, um, you know, they made changes, uh, but it's a, it's a, it's a new look team. And some of these pieces are pretty interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they all fit. And like you just mentioned, Bandirma, uh, have not been afraid to change things up in the past. So I wouldn't be surprised if they bring in some guys mid season to give them a boost. Last club in group B, 
the final four team from last year, the Cinderella story, they hosted the final four and it was, uh, it was one of the great moments in the history of Belgian basketball. Telenet Giants Antwerp, uh, you know, of course, every time you have a, a big run, uh, to the, to a final four like they did last year as a smaller club, you're going to lose some of your key pieces. That happened to them. Coach of the year, Roll Morris, star lineup member Paris Lee, they both left to go to BCL rival Bomberg. So we're going to get to them next week. That's going to be an interesting team to watch uh but this Antwerp team still some still some pieces from last year uh Dave Dudzinski guy who uh you know came in off the bench uh quite often last season made a big impact Victor Sanders a guy who can score a lot of points uh you know they've, they've still got some pieces from that team last year they came up through the qualifying rounds again this year to make it to the regular season uh Dave what are you expecting from Antwerp after their magical run to the final four last year yeah, it's not going to be as easy for for sure. You know, with losing a guy like Lee is is a huge uh, is a huge one, and also you know, Coach um, Chris Bignin, his you know, this is his uh, professional debut as a, as a head coach, uh, and everything that goes along with that. You know, they did bring in uh, they did bring in uh, big man uh, Owen Claussen, a Canadian uh, sen- uh, senior national team player, played at BCL with Pauk and with Ludwigsburg. Um, Vincent Kesselut uh, was um, played the last three years with Ostend. Um, you have uh, Ibrahim Fay, who actually led the Belgian league uh, in rebounds and blocks last year for for Leuven Bears. Uh, played for the Senegal national team at the uh, at the World Cup. Um, and and you know we talked we talked so much last year about you know the the team being so young. You know they still have. Uh, ro- um, Robbie Roy, uh, Royers, uh, Niels De Ridder, um, you know, there's still guys 18, 19, 20 year olds who, you know, are probably going to be called upon, you know, here and there. Um, uh, Lance Van Vine, of course, a great guy we, we love to watch last year as well. So, uh, but, you know, it's going to be tough for them to, to kind of live up to, you know, maybe the heightened expectations of what the magic can't happen last year. And because uh, that's going to be that's going to be tough without the personnel, uh, both on the court and then uh, also uh, on, on the sideline. So um, but again, you know, congrats to Antwerp for getting back to the regular season. Yeah, one thing that certainly won't change for Antwerp is the fan support there. They had one of the best home courts in the Champions League last season. And after the run that they had, uh, bringing all those people out for the Final Four, I, I definitely expect the fan base there to be super excited again this season. Dave, let's jump into some bold predictions. The four teams from this group that we think will advance to the playoffs. I'll go first again. I, I think three of these are pretty easy. I think Ike... Hapoel Jerusalem and San Pablo Burgos. Uh, I, I think those three teams clearly have what it takes to make it out of this group and into the playoffs, barring some major injuries. So I'm going to go with Ike, Jerusalem, Burgos. And for the fourth team, I'm going to go with Antwerp. I know they've lost their head coach. They lost some of their best players from last season. But uh, I'm, I'm not going to bet against this team after what they were able to do last year. And like I said, you know, one of the best home crowds in the Champions League. Those fans are going to be at the arena every game in full force. So I'm going to go with Antwerp. Antwerp as my fourth team coming out of Group B. Dave, what do you got? Uh, I have Burgos winning the group, uh, followed by Ike and then Jerusalem. And, and then I have actually Bandirma getting in. And uh, 
I was close to putting Anvil in there. I, I, I really I really think that Tony Roten is going to be great for them, but I have them just on the outside looking in. Uh, and then, um, sorry, sorry Antwerp fans, but I still have uh, Powertez ahead of them. Uh, Antwerp being seventh and uh, Rastafechta uh, being eighth. Uh, I know fans in 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 uh, Belgium and in uh, in northern Germany probably won't be happy with me, but. You know, that's just the way it is. <laughs> All right. No love for Antwerp from Dave Hine, unfortunately. Next up for bold predictions, our star lineup from the group. Dave, I'll let you go first for this one. Who do you got as your uh, five guys to represent the star lineup from Group B? Uh, it was hard not to put in there uh, Tamir Blatt, but um, I, I I went with a different guy from Hapoel Jerusalem. I think you might be able to figure out who it was. Um I'm going to go with Kendrick Ray from Ike, uh, Tony Roten uh, as the consolation fifth place uh, winner uh, with An- with uh, Anvil, uh, Tashawn Thomas, Tashawn Thomas, uh, Earl Clark from Burgos. And I mentioned him before from Venderma, you know, somebody's got to, you know, kind of step up and, and, and kind of surprise for that team. And I'm going to go with Emmanuel Terry, that, uh, that wonderful uh, story I think is going to, uh, to uh you know the the nc nc uh nc2 a um european rookie is going to make the uh, star lineup how's that for a bold prediction all right that's that's pretty bold that's my jordan Uh, davis from the other side yeah there you go all right so from for my star lineup uh i don't i don't feel great about this uh but i went with three guys from hapuel jerusalem uh just because I, i feel like the talent there is uh is is just at a, at a different level. Uh, I went with Tamir Blatt at point guard, like we mentioned, best young player from last season. I expect him to take another step up in his development. I also went with Kendrick Ray from Ike. I think there's a good chance that he leads the league in scoring this year. James Feldin from Happywell Jerusalem. Uh, same thing applies to him. He could definitely lead the league in scoring. He was uh, incredibly good last year. Tayshawn Thomas at the four spot and Earl Clark uh, as the fifth member of my star lineup. So that's Blatt, Ray, Feldin, Thomas, and Earl Clark. Uh, Dave, any, any major issues with that? Other than three players from the same team. <laughs> All right. So, so give me, give me, give me players six and seven, maybe from other teams that you would worth considering then. Or can you do that? Yeah. Um, some, some other guys. So I, I do have Antwerp making it to the postseason, And I think if they do make it, that means that Victor Sanders had a huge, uh, mm-hmm. had a huge season. I think he's a guy who, uh, you know, scored in bunches last year. If he can find some more consistency, he's a year older, a year further along in his development. I, th- I think he could have a, a big year for Antwerp. Um, and then another guy from Burgos, uh, who could make it in the front court, Augusto Lima. Uh, I, I love his energy, his athleticism. Uh, I think he's a guy who, you know, could, could average a lot of rebounds, a lot of blocks. He's not the type of guy that you throw the ball to and say, you know, go get us a bucket, but he's a, a hustle guy, an energy guy. He'll, he'll finish alley-oops. He'll get some tip-ins around the rim. So there's a couple other names for you. Yeah. Uh, and, yes. and Ike, Ike, Ike have a, a, several guys who could make it, you know, Keith Langford, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he turns back the clock and has a, an amazing season. And, uh, you know, Nikos Gikas, uh, Jonas Machulis, they, they have quite a bit of talent as well. Yeah. Sanders, I think, you know, um, you know, you think who's going to step up, um, to compensate the loss of Lee. And, you know, this is, this is Sanders second year 
out of college, you know, and, you know, Hill, it, 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 Hill will be key for them to succeed or not. Um, just because of that, you know, and I think that, you know, you know, playing alongside a guy like Lee and, 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 and somebody's going to have to step up. And, and I think probably he's probably one of the main guys, um, that would, that would be able to do it. I would think. Yeah. And kind of the Paris Lee formula a little bit, you know, his, his second year as a pro, his second mm-hmm. year with the same team, there's a comfort level there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he has a big season. Fair enough. Fair enough. I still don't like your three three guys from the same team, but whatever. Yeah, that, that's just the way it is. I think it's yeah. the theme of this podcast. Exactly. All right. So that's going to do it for our previews of Group A and Group B. We'll do Group C and Group D on next week's episode. So stay tuned for that. Coming up next, we've got our interview with Keith Hornsby, the shooting guard from Polish club Torun, who was a huge factor in them making it through the qualifying rounds, qualifying for the Champions League. It's going to be very fun to watch them this season. So stay tuned for that interview. Dave and I will catch you on the other side to wrap things up. Zaliczone punkty! That's the way! That's the way it is! That's the way it is! So, on the show uh, for uh, this week, uh, the first uh, interview of the season, uh, I figured uh, we really need to get uh, Keith Hornsby uh, from uh, Torun. Uh, Obviously, hit the big uh, game winning. Well, uh, the the game had been decided, uh, but the uh, but the huge three-pointer to send Tyrone into the the BCL regular season, Keith. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks uh, for coming on the show, and congrats on getting to the uh, regular season. I appreciate it, Ness. It's uh, it's good to be on. It was a exciting moment a few days ago for me, the team, and the city of Tyrone. Uh, why don't we start with that? Um, you know, you they had, you had just gotten uh, they had just scored a three pointer, uh, which had put you back uh, up by only nine. You needed to win by uh, twelve to to get into the regular season. Uh, going into that uh, to that final play with two seconds left, uh, was that the was that the coach was that the the play that uh, coach kind of drew up? Uh, how did you? Uh, and then also, <laughs> how did it feel when you hit that shot? Um. Well, I personally was kind of bummed going into that play because um, the guy from the other team just hit a three-pointer in my face. Uh, to you know, We were up 12 in a perfect place and with like two seconds left, he drained the three to get them back up, not, uh, them back up nine, I believe. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so I, didn't, I didn't realize that that was actually the, uh, against you, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was it was right in my face. Um, a great shot. So of course, you know, two seconds left. We're a little deflated, but honestly, we're you know we're kind of like, all right, two seconds left. We have enough time to get a shot off, and we you know we drew up a little play, and uh, wasn't really a play, more of just like a little outline of places to go and options to have. And uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I went up top, and I noticed the guy who had hit the shot on me was actually guarding me just fate would have it that way and uh um he was sagging off of me a little bit so i just saw an opening went to the ball and caught it in kind of a perfect uh rhythm and just launched it and you know i've, I've been playing in the g league for 
a few years before this. So the line just a little bit farther back, the three-point line. So it wasn't too far of a shot, and the guy contested it well, and <laughs> the rest is history. It went in, and, you know, we're all excited. Now we get to play a European schedule, and it's uh, it's really big for, for everybody in, in the organization. Yeah, that's awesome. And we noticed it wasn't your only buzzer beater uh, over the past few years. When you were at LSU, I saw you hit a corner three at the buzzer on the road to beat Arkansas, and they were ranked number 18 at the time. So that's a, that's a big win. Uh, is this something that we can expect from you all season? Like, do you just have the clutch gene? Like, what's what's going on with these buzzer beaters? <laughs> yeah, I actually hit three in college. The only problem is that the big one was the Arkansas one. The other one's uh, one against Missouri and one against Houston. Um, they sent the game into OT for us, and then we end up losing. So, you know, nobody really cares once you lose. <laughs> uh, but, it was, but, you know, so, so uh, yeah, at the time in college, I was kind of known as, like, the, the clutch guy. Uh, but then I haven't hit a buzzer beater since then. So, you know, it's about time I revived that, <laughs> that, uh, that gene that's you know, been a little dormant for the last, few years but you know now that it's uh you know I, I always felt the confidence i mean you that's the big thing is just that you know you you can't worry about it if you miss it you know once once you shoot it it's it's done you know it's you've done your best and uh what happens happens and yeah uh who knows hopefully we're in a better position so we won't need a buzzer beater in the future but you know if the time it if it uh, requires a shot, hey, I'm more than willing to take it. So only time will tell. Nice. Yeah, and I noticed you yelled something into the camera uh, after you hit the three, but the camera didn't pick it up. I guess there wasn't a microphone. Uh, what Do you remember what you were yelling yeah. there? Is, is it something you can you can say on the record here? Uh, I probably cussed a little bit, uh, but, you know, honestly, it's probably just complete gibberish. It's just complete, you know, just, <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> over excitement just just uh you know like let's go just something in that uh that ballpark and you'll my guys my teammates are you'll grab me choking me <laughs> uh tackling me at the same time so it was it was a it was a moment as i've said in kind of some social media posts it's kind of like pure ecstasy on the basketball court you know just like pure and almost pandemonium just just a, a feeling you can't describe um this is so much excitement going on and the gravity of the shot, you know, because this is my first year in Europe um, of what it really means to, for this team to make it into the champions league kind of hit me later on. And that's when I really struggled to sleep. Cause I was like, Oh man, uh, I just, I, I just wasn't tired at all. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that, to to the, to the meaning of, of it for the club in in a minute. Um, You know, this was, like you said, you know, this is your first year, that was your second game even uh, in, in, um, in Europe. Uh, Let's go back a little bit. You know, you, you, you finished up with LSU and then you went to the the G league for three years. Um, Maybe just your thought process of, of, of saying, okay, let's go over to Europe and maybe how you, how you landed, how you landed at Tarun and, and uh, how that all came about. Um, well, out of college, I was signed by the Mavs, and you know, I mean, that's you know, as a kid coming up, you know, that the thought of having a sniff at the NBA is just something you can't pass up, really. Um, at least to me at the time, it wasn't. And 
you know, the G League, I mean, it's it's a tough league. It's tough to get in a good situation to really uh, prosper and uh, and get better. I mean, it's really competitive. Um, but, uh, you know, my first year, I struggled. Um, it was tough. I mean, it kind of a, an eye-opening experience for me just as far as the level and uh, just how different things worked. And then I, I wanted to go to Europe after that, um, but I – I kind of, I couldn't really in a good situation that I felt. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's it was, t- it's tough. Um, and then the next year I went back and got a bad injury and had a better year, but then, you know, the uh, same issues came about, uh, kind of dug myself a hole cause I hadn't been over there before. And, uh, you know, and then, so then the third year I was like, okay, this is, this will be my last year doing this and we'll, you know, give it our best shot. And I had my best year of the three. Um, I led the league in three point percentage. I, I just, it was just a, I, I just kept growing as a player and then played summer league. And then after that, you know, it's, it's just that time. It's like time to make the next time to come over to Europe and hopefully I could get a good opportunity. And it was still tough. I mean, it's, it was a tough market this year. Uh, and especially for a first-year guy, I'm, I'm thankful that this team took a chance on me because um, obviously this the Euro Euro game is it is different, and uh, you know they don't have time to play around. So yeah, it'll be some adjustments going forward, but that's pretty much the story up to this point. Um, Talking, I want to I want to actually ask about a couple of um, actually about this this two-game set because. You look at three, you know, yeah. three, three of your of really, you know, uh, really important players. You know, Aaron Chell, uh, Damian Kulig, and 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 Karol Kruszynski. You know, they were with the Polish national team for, I imagine, all if not most of your preparations, uh, because they were <laughs> yeah. they were they were going to the World Cup, um, first time the country was there uh, in fifty two years. Um, so did they did they catch any of your preparations? before they came back or 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 what was, just first of all what was the status of that before um well obviously you know they got back probably uh a little less than a week before our game but did, um, but did they practice with you before at all uh, not, do, not before not before had, the game but so, before so they we, went to we the world had cup an exhibition oh uh no they didn't okay they didn't that so that was uh to my knowledge, that started in July, and they were they were just you know they're consumed by that until and obviously they did fantastic. You know, it's a historic year for Polish basketball in that regard. I mean, finishing the eighth, I believe. I mean, that's a uh, that's big. Um, so yeah, no, we we did not have them, and they they didn't get a chance to you know start the year off with the team. So you know, we we had to bring in some young guys and whoever we could get to get, you know, some practices in. And, and we had exhibition games too. And uh, they got back a week before the first, the first, uh, Carhu, is that how you say it? Yeah, Carhu. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, the, the, the first qualifying game. And, and uh, we had about maybe two and a half, maybe three, maybe practices with them. And, uh, and, and the Carol, Carol is a, uh, is injured so so we it was really just Damien and Aaron um so yeah it was, it was a little we had to figure things out fast and the first game was definitely <laughs> definitely uh 
tough, shall I say. Well, I mean, the, the question in it is, is basically how much better were you guys in that second game? Okay, obviously you had the home 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 court advantage and, and everything else, but you know how much more how much better were you guys? You know, after it may have only been you know another two practices or so, whatever it was, mm-hmm. but just having that much more, you know, having played a game with them too, and just having a little bit more of a feeling, you know, because those are two pretty important players for your team in general. How much oh, better? For sure. how, how much better were you guys in that second leg than you were in the first game in Finland? Um. We well, I mean, as a score show, we're just much better. It always helps to play at home, but you know, being a being a first game, we hadn't you know gotten much of a home court comfort yet. Uh, and uh, you know, it's a uh, we just had a different mindset. And those guys you know, you're talking about, you know, they're they're such veterans that you know they they kind of already they know the lay of the land. Um, they know the mindset they have to bring. Um, and uh, you know, we had maybe we had two practices they weren't much i mean we're not going to kill ourselves uh between games and then um yeah we just came out with just a much different mindset a much meaner mindset a much much more urgency you know we played with with more crispness kind of just uh uh every possession mattered and uh you know we didn't give carhu uh as many easy looks um as many you know offensive rebounds is just the game was just there's a tale of two games and second game was completely different and uh we made some strides there probably still have a way to go but you know helps getting that first game out of your system and just seeing where you're at and going from there obviously you weren't with the club last year um you know the the the, the team had to go through um the qualifying rounds last year uh, and just missed it. They they won in the first two qualifying rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, even beat a Spanish team of Estudiantes in the second uh, in the second round. Um, yep. You know, maybe just you know talk about the the magnitude, the importance of this club uh, reaching the 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 regular season. Um, you know, even for someone like you who really you know has only been there since whatever around July ish <laughs> or so, but yeah, the feeling that you've gotten no, from, yeah, from the, the club, the from the from the, from from the city. Um, so you know, obviously in the locker room, there's a lot of talk goes around, and uh, yeah, they they were mentioning the importance of this game throughout the entire time I've been here, um, of the qualifier games, and so of course the year before was brought up and. And they, they, they did well. They beat Minsk in um, a, a two-game series, and they beat Estudiantes, like you you mentioned. And and then they I think they lost to, to Beirut. Beirut, um, right. Beirut, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting the pronunciations right. Um, so, you know, they, they, they did well, just not, you know, t- a little different. You know, they didn't, um, you know, this year is a, say, a little bit easier just having to win a, two game up one round for us but uh you know obviously losing the, the guys who are returning um remember that rough feeling that horrible feeling and uh just try to do our best to change it this year despite the you know the circumstances working against us obviously not having a full team to work with but yeah you could just feel the importance of the of the game you know that we had a great crowd as well and you know the the reaction 
after I hit the shot of just, you know, people coming up and kissing me, <laughs> grabbing me, just, you know, throwing me up in the air, you know, it's like we won, you know, the, you know, a championship game almost. And uh, so, you know, I, despite being a Euro rookie, I had done some research and, you know, I'm, I like to think I know a little bit more than, you know, the, the normal American uh, Euro rookie, but uh, I, I'm a, was well aware of the Champions League and, you know, the level it is and how important it is to, to be in it. And, you know, it gives the club a lot of pride, that's for sure. Yeah, so we, we've talked about it being your first year in Europe. Um, but, yeah, you've got some guys on the team who are veterans, uh, you know, Kyle Weaver, played a big role for Neptunus last year in the BCL. Uh, mm-hmm. who, who on the club are you leaning for kind of for advice? And, you know, what are they telling you about getting ready for this type of grind? Because, you know, ob- obviously the G League is, is a grind in its own way. But like you said, you know, the European game is a little bit different. So, yeah, yeah who, who on the club are you talking to? And kind of what are they telling you to help you get ready? Uh, honestly, um, all of the imports, I mean, they're all uh... – they're all big time European veterans. Um, they're all older than me. Um, you know, Chris Wright, uh, has been, has been big. I mean, they're all, you know, they're, they're all really good guys too. So they've, they've really helped me out. Um, I think Kyle Weaver has probably been the most help mainly because he's, he already played for the team as well. Um, I think maybe three years ago. Uh, so, you know, just, yeah, a lot of things they've been helping me out with has almost not been basketball, just, you know, day-to-day things, <laughs> you know, how, you know, where's the best place to get groceries, you know, how to get gas, um, you know, this stuff like that, which the, my Polish teammates have been really helpful as well. But yeah, as far as the grind goes, you know, the nine, 10 month season, um, they just say a lot of that. I'm going to have to just find out for myself. You can talk about it, but then another thing is just going through it and, and, uh, you know, just take it one one game, one week at a time. Yeah, and and you mentioned you know a little bit just figuring out how to pump gas and stuff. Like, what what are what are kind of your first impressions of Poland, <laughs> and have uh, have you had a chance to explore and experience the culture a little bit? Well, uh, Torun, the city I'm in, is very historic, so they have a very great. Uh, um, kind of old town, almost like a downtown. So I've gone there a little bit. Uh, my wife, I married, she's here with me and she's, uh, we, we've explored a little bit together, but obviously we've been really busy basketball wise. Um, but <laughs> I was here, I was there two weeks at the start without her. So I was by myself and yeah, it was a, it was a, a rude awakening for me just going to the grocery store and just not understanding anything. And, you know, just, walking around looking like a big idiot, honestly, just like with everyone here dresses different, you know, they dress nicely. I'm walking around in sweats and, you know, uh, I'd stand out and having that thing at first experience is, uh, is definitely tough. Um, as I knew it would be, but, um, you know, there's just something I'd have to go through and the basketball obviously has helped out and the people I've been around have, have been huge for helping me get comfortable, but it's still a process. It still is, but Poland, it's, you know, I'm in a nice place. Uh, I will say that the people don't smile as much, I guess, <laughs> like, uh, just walking down the street or in, in public places, but that's just their culture and you respect it. And, um, 
you know, they, they look a big giddy American like me going around smiling at everybody and thinks, well, what, what's this guy's deal? You know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it's okay. It's, uh, it's all, it's all contributes to the experience. When we, uh, when we decided that we would have you on the show, um, you know, one of the first things I, I noticed in the, in the, in the research was father is a Grammy winning artist. And I thought, Hmm, Hornsby, sure. um, I'm actually, was born in, in 74. So 86 with, uh, the way it is was right in my wheelhouse at about 12 years old, uh, in America, okay. number one hit. Uh, so I heard that on, on heavy rotation for many, for many years. Um, yeah, totally. And, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of basketball players uh, that have famous, you know, basketball fathers um, or whatnot, and they can kind of, you know, bounce ideas off, you know, you know, after the game, you know, or whatever, you know, how to improve the game. Um, maybe, uh, obviously, and and uh, not obviously because you know many people might not know this, but your father, you know, Bruce Hornsby, besides being a, a, a number one. Uh, so- songwriter um, also is a is a very very big basketball fan. Um, so sure. h- how how did how did how did you grow up with that um, you know that type of father you know saying for, you know first of all he's a famous father because of the music side but there's also the basketball side um, and I'm sure you've heard uh, you know plenty of people say you know oh your father you know loved that song or that song and how did how how was it growing up oh, yeah. with that sort of combination of not just the famous father but also someone who really loves also the sport that you love to, to, to do as well? Um, I mean, obviously me and my twin brother, twin brother, uh, one minute younger. Uh, so growing up with, uh, Russell's name, you know, it's, we had a very different, uh, childhood, I guess you could say. Uh, and a lot of it, we just took for granted until we, you know, kind of became more, you know, generally aware and uh and older um but as far as basketball goes you know my dad put a ball in my hands when i was two and i kind of took a I guess he said i had a kind of a natural gift for it you know as he, as he says i hit you know like 34 bank shots in a row when i was like five on a you know 10 foot basket <laughs> or something like that <laughs> so so the so the rumor goes so the legend has it but uh Anyway, you know, basketball to him is kind of like his path not taken. You know, he um, obviously piano and music is is his thing, but he, uh, you know, he he loves the game of basketball, like, and he's very very knowledgeable. And um, you know, he's been kind of like a, a secondary coach to me my whole life, and he still is. You know, and he loves the game so much. You know, he observes everything, and he he tries to learn. You know, learn the game as as time goes on, you know, he's, he's, he's always, it's just a passion of his, you know? So along, along with music, he never pushed me or my brother to get into music. Um, we both had our own interests and he was fine with that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, here in Poland, after I hit the shot, I'm going around, uh, you know, I guess greeting fans and stuff. They put the way it is over the loudspeakers <laughs> in the arena. <laughs> Which of course is such a cliche for me, you know. I mean, yeah, sure. people, no matter where I go, people, you know, announcers always, you know. I think the guy even said that's just the way it is after it hit the shot. But you know, there's nothing <laughs> I can do about it. It's completely normal, you know. He said it in like a Polish accent. <laughs> it was it's really classic, actually. Um, but you know, it's a 
that's that's just what it is. And uh, I know there's nothing I can do to ever escape that. And I'm okay with it at this point. You know, I'm, I I love my dad's music. Um, really do. It's one of my favorite, I guess, artists, if you could say that. Um, and uh, so yeah, so he he will be coming to touring at some point, and we're figuring that out now. Uh, you almost you almost said it. That's just the way it is. But um, uh, actually, you, you know, you just mentioned that uh, I saw you as a tour of Glasgow, London, Cologne, Berlin, Antwerp, and Utrecht from November first to the eleventh, and then nothing back in the states. Yeah. Until late no late February, so that sounds like a good chunk of t- free time. Um, uh, still working it out. Then uh, I, uh, you meant you said uh, has there is there anything concrete yet as far as if he's going to stay after the tour or or what? We're kind of insinuating that he will visit after that <laughs> tour. Um, obviously, <laughs> works out the best. Then um, we have two away games. We. I think we play in Lithuania on the, the 12th. And then uh, we have another Polish away game, which is it's kind of a close game. But I'm uh, thinking he'll come at that time and then stay till uh, who knows, yet to be decided. But look, we, we have a home game against uh, Turk Telecom. I believe it was a big game on uh, the 19th of November. So that's that's one he might want to stay for also I know some of those, the guys on that team. So it's, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see, but, um, he should be coming to the nation of Poland soon and we will see. All right. One last question related to your dad. Uh, so he reportedly helped get Alan Iverson out of prison when AI was in <laughs> high school. And that's a, that's a whole, other fascinating, really interesting story that I, I would go encourage people uh, to yeah. look into. There's a 30, 30 for 30 documentary about uh, about that trial and everything there. Uh, but the thing I wanted to ask you about is your dad claims that he beat AI in one-on-one. Do you believe him? <laughs> um, yeah, I, <laughs> 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 you know, I, I, I do I do believe him because look my dad my dad could play you know he he, he could he he uh he shoot the lights out and he's he's a competitive sob you know so he and when he did play AI it was a game of um it's like no paint um so obviously AI couldn't use his speed just to get around you know his big stiff legs um, but <laughs> he uh. He he did beat him, but it was right after AI got out of um, jail, so he is pretty rusty as well. Um, but you know, the, even AI will probably admit it that Bruce Hornsby, the you know, the old uh, musician, did did get him at one point. Uh, there's another uh, famous uh, individual that we would like to ask you about. I'm sure you you know have talked so much about him in the past. Uh, so just really just the one question, quote, okay. get it out of the way. Um, you know, playing at LSU, uh, you had a chance to play with Ben Simmons, obviously number one pick sure. in the draft and NBA all-star. Uh, maybe just what was it like uh, playing with a guy with that kind of level of talent? I mean, there's some moments that were just uh, it's like, 
know, jaw dropping in a sense. And a lot of it happened when he first hit campus, um, playing pickup games, and he's throwing these, you know, almost full court chest passes, and you know, just having this transition athleticism that's just superb. You know, um, there's obviously you know NBA level at that time. Um, you know, it's a. I actually roomed with them too. They put him with me. I was a fifth year senior. You know, it's like put him with the old guy. He'll, you know, <laughs> he'll keep him in line. Um, so, uh, you know, me and Ben became good friends. And, uh, you know, it's his life was just crazy then, too. Um, good and bad. You know, obviously the team was kind of disappointing. Um, so he got a lot of criticism. Um, but at the same time, you know, he, uh, this exceptional overall talent being 16 you know, magic johnson-esque i mean his passing ability is probably the most impressive to me along with his you know speed and handle um and look everyone always asks me about his shooting <laughs> you know he he's a uh, he he's capable if he just gets that mid-range shot you know he's going to be a hall of famer probably so ben's ben's uh he, i'll just say he's, he's doing all right <laughs> Yeah, and bringing it back to the club. Uh, so you guys, you know, you came through the qualifiers, you made it to the regular season. Uh, that's obviously an accomplishment in itself, but I'm assuming you guys aren't aren't satisfied. What are kind of the club's goals for this season, both in the in the Champions League and then in the Polish League? Um, in the Polish League, you know, they're runner up uh, runner ups last year. So you know, they came in second. They lost to the rival Anvil and the. Um, championships obviously the goal in poland is to get back to that point and win it um in the clubs i guess five years in the league um they've had a lot of success each year um so they you know they have high expectations and then as far as the champions league goes just you know try to win as many games as possible um you know it's great competition you know you play in a lot of uh good road environments and and just take advantage of each uh, opportunity in the league and um, just go from there. And it's, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, It'll be good to, you know, in the oncoming weeks, having the whole team to really keep practicing, keep gelling, keep getting that necessary chemistry and just go from there. All right. Fantastic. Uh, Tyrone uh, opened the season on the road at Manresa in Spain, uh, and uh, pro- most likely one of their one of their top guns uh, will be the uh, European rookie Keith Hornsby. Um, Keith, uh, thanks again for coming on the show, and uh, good luck this season. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks again to Keith Hornsby for joining us on this week's episode. Dave, an interesting guy with an interesting backstory. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun talking to Keith. What were some of your main takeaways from that interview? You know, basketball. Uh, you know, destiny, destiny in general. I think uh, uh, you know can 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 be a funny thing. Um, you know, him being the guy who uh, who you know had his three hits. Uh, while he was defending it, tough shot, and you know, and then to hit the three uh, over him, you know, that's you know, that's how that's how things work sometimes. And um, you know, uh, this is a team, you know, that I I think is going to 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 go pretty to that can go pretty far. And 
and uh, you need to have, have a little bit of luck here and there, you know, and, and, uh, you know, they, they're, they're only going to get better now, you know, they're going to be a lot better than they were in the qualifying round because those two key guys, I mean, what did he say? Two, two and a half practices before that opening game. Um, and then, um, and then another couple of practices be- between those games and, you know, those are those are those are guys, Polish national team players that t- took the took the, the the team to the to the World Cup for the first time in fifty two years, and you know they they did they surprised people there, you know, um, and uh, to to make it to the quarterfinals, you know, they finished eighth, and that's a huge success for them, and and those two guys were were huge pieces of that, and so I think, um, you know, and, and then you add a guy like like uh, Hornsby who is going to be hungry to do something. Uh, and show himself for the first time on the European stage, uh, and 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 with leadership leaders there, from whom he can learn. You know Weaver and all these other guys. You know I, I think that this is a, this is an interesting team. You know also even even Sebastian Mokowski, the coach. You know he was at, he was out without uh, he was out of a job. Um, you know for for the past year and a half or so, um, and so he's going to be extra motivated as well um, to to show that he can uh, you know lead a team. Uh, to success. So um, yeah, it was it was fun talking to to uh, to Keith, and uh, I wish wish that that uh, that whole community. It's always nice to have a new uh, a new basketball community in the in the BCL family. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch them throughout the season. Like you mentioned earlier, it's a veteran club, uh, but but a hungry veteran club, and that's a dangerous mix sometimes. I th- I think they're going to be really fun to watch this season. You picked them to make it out of Group A. I did not, but I also wouldn't be surprised if if that's the case. I think they have a really interesting mix of players. I love Kyle Weaver, like we talked about. Uh, Hornsby can really can really shoot the ball, so it's going to be very interesting to see how they do throughout the season. And of course, they're going to bring that energy from the qualifiers, that that passion, uh, that that fan uh, energy that Hornsby talked about after he made that shot where they were choking him and pushing him around and throwing him up in the air. And they're, they're going to bring that energy to the regular season. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Dave, any final thoughts here before we close this out? Uh, no, just uh, can't wait for it to start. You know, we still have another two weeks to wait. Um, but, uh, should be, uh, you know, we have another podcast coming next week that we look, we break down groups C and D can't wait to, to really jump in these two team these two groups and to, to see who, um, who the rest of these teams are. I think maybe next week we can also add extra bold predictions of who we, who makes the final four, maybe who knows. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's exciting. You know, national team is always, uh, fun to have during the summer, but you know, they have the club competition start back up um and uh you know to be doing the podcast again uh with you uh and having great uh discussions talks with players and, and whatnot that we've uh, had over the uh over over last season uh really excited about the the start of the 2019-2020 season yeah it's going to be another great year of champions league basketball that's going to do it for our Group A and B preview. Make sure you guys go to championsleague.basketball. That's the official website to check out all the rosters, the news and notes uh, from around the league as things start to heat up as we get closer to the regular season. Remember, the regular season tips off Tuesday, October 15th, so it's right around the corner. It's going to be a lot of fun. Dave and I will be joining you again next week to break down groups C and D, give some more bold predictions, uh, pick our 
final four teams, maybe pick the MVP of the competition, some things like that. So make sure you check that out next week. Thanks again to our guest, Keith Hornsby, for joining us on this week's episode. For Dave Hine over in Germany, my name's Austin Green, and this has been BCL Coast to Coast. Thank you.